and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at nicolegoodhealth.com to find out more. Welcome to today's episode of the Good Health Podcast. So today we're actually answering a question that has come in from one of you guys, one of the listeners. So I regularly ask you to let us know if there's any topics that you want covered, anything that, any questions that you've got that we can answer Um, And the podcast really gives us a chance to dig into these in a bit more detail. We've got a lot more time than we would have, you know, doing sort of a social media post. So being able to answer your questions in this way is really helpful and really beneficial. So if you have got any topics that you want covered, then do feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know of anything, any questions that you've got, any things that you think would be really useful to have a bit of a deep dive into. So that's what we're going to be doing today. And the question that came in really was around the root cause of hair loss. So this listener wanted to know what issues could be going on that can cause hair loss or hair shedding. So that's what we're going to be deep diving into today. So if we're talking hair loss, then one of the things that we definitely need to look at is nutrient deficiencies, because this is something that can be a cause of hair loss. And the two sort of common ones that we start with are B12 and iron deficiencies. And if you are more plant-based, which a lot more people are these days, or if you are vegetarian, then you definitely might want to check those iron levels. Now, that's not to say, you know, it's, it's kind of a common misconception that vegetarians can't get enough iron in the diet, and they absolutely can get enough iron. But like any dietary change, it's knowing what to do and how to do it correctly. You know, I get people coming to me a lot who have cut out gluten, for example, they've gone gluten free and they've maybe been gluten free for a while and they may actually feel better initially when they cut that gluten out, but then they start to feel worse. And actually, when we look at their diet, they haven't just gone gluten free, they've actually gone very heavily processed and they're doing a lot of the shopping from the free from aisle. And that's not really the right way to do a gluten free diet, because what we really want is you buying naturally gluten free foods. The only things that I really get from the free from aisle um, for a gluten free diet are, you know, you might want to get your dairy, your dairy free replacement. So I get my dairy free milk. I get my oat milks and almond milks from the the free from aisle, and I maybe pick up, you know, a bag of green pea pasta or gluten free pasta. I, I tend to have green pea pasta, but other than that, I don't really shop on the gluten free or the free from aisle. All my shopping is still done in the fresh food aisles. And that's the big mistake when people go gluten-free. And it's similar when people go vegetarian. It's knowing what to do. So to do the changes, to make these these dietary changes healthily and to do them the right way is really important because you can actually be a really healthy vegetarian and you can be a really unhealthy vegetarian. And the same goes for people who eat meat. You can do it really healthily or you can do it really unhealthily. And this is actually why we created the the Go Nutrition plans that we have. So they're available on the website to purchase them. You get lifetime access to them. So they're great. You can use them over and over again. 
And they really are based around the three biggest foundational changes in diets that I see people struggle with most. So the first one is gluten and dairy free. The second one is go sugar free. And the third one is go plant based. And with the plant based one, which is what we're talking about here for your hair, a lot of people struggle. A lot of people are going plant based, you know, for gut health, but they struggle to get those sort of nutrients in the diet. And they maybe sometimes they're not they're not balancing things. They've got to you've got to have a balanced plant based or vegetarian diet. And if they don't, you can have issues. That doesn't mean that you should. It just means that you you can if you don't know what you're doing. And that's why we created these meal plans. You know, there's meal plans, there's recipes, there's loads of guides in there as well. Um, lots of guys really help you to make sure that you understand when you're eating the plant-based foods that you are doing it in the right way. So they're available on the website. So if you think your hair loss might be down to nutrient deficiencies, you might want to check out the plant-based go program nutrition plan. And if anybody wants to get access to those, we're going to, we'll drop the links below, below this episode. So you can, you can absolutely, you know, make dietary changes and you can do it effectively, but you do want to make sure that when you do anything like this, if you, so if you have recently changed your diet, you might want to look at whether a nutritional deficiency could be the reason behind your hair loss. And we are looking towards iron and definitely B12 for this. So you definitely want to look at that. We can get the iron and the B12 tested. So getting a blood test for those is really beneficial. B12 is Again, it's easy enough to get in the diet, like the iron. It's easy enough to do, but there can be some issues. So again, people could be could just not be eating enough B12 foods. They don't know how to eat more of a plant-based diet, you know, and they're not getting they're not getting enough of that in there. But there are other issues. People could actually be eating plenty of B12 foods and still having low B12 when we test. And the reason for this is often an autoimmune condition called pernicious anemia. And actually what's happening is that you're eating lots of the B12, but you're not actually taking it up. So your your body's not actually able to absorb it from the foods. If this is the case, then you need either supplementation or for people with pernicious anemia, usually they're going to need an injection. So that's got to go straight into the muscle in the arm. And the reason for this is that actually the supplements, they, they can't take it up from the supplements either if they've got this autoimmune condition. Now, it may just be that you're not getting enough B12 and actually a B12 supplement is going to do the job. But if you've got hair shedding and it's typically a lot of shedding we see with um, low B12, then you're definitely going to want to check out whether you're getting enough B12 in your diet. If you are, are you not taking it up? So that would be, we need a blood test for that to see if that's going on. We can also test autoantibodies to see if that pernicious anemia is an issue and make sure that you don't have You don't have that autoimmunity going on, particularly if you have got any other autoimmune disease as well. It's definitely worth checking if this is something that could be a problem for you, because you most likely then will need the injections. You won't get it from your food or from supplementation. So that's the first two nutrients that I would definitely consider looking at with hair loss. If that is something that you are, you know, you are struggling with, it's the sort of the first two things that we would definitely go to to check that there's nothing underlying going on there. Another nutrient deficiency that you might want to consider is a zinc deficiency. So zinc is one of the nutrients that your body actually is unable to store. So this means that we do need to eat it all the time in order to maintain those optimum levels. And there can be various reasons why we don't get enough zinc. It could be the diet you're eating. It might be that you're not absorbing it well. It could be that you're not well. So sometimes if you've, you know, if you've got an illness and you're not, you might not take it up the same Uh, It could be stress. So if you're stressed, sometimes you don't take it up the same either. But a zinc deficiency can cause that sort of hair shedding that we see with the similar to the B12. So this is, you know, we're talking about 
hair loss and there's different types. So it could be, it, you know, it could be that you're seeing hair loss in sort of in patches. It could be that you're just noticing more shedding and shedding is commonly linked to these nutrient deficiencies. And also it can be linked to your immune health and zinc is really important for your immune health. So it's a really important nutrient to make sure that you're getting in the diet. It is preferable to get zinc through diet rather than supplementation if you can. That's kind of always the case. You know, it's always better to get any nutrient you can through the diet if you're able and then use supplements in cases where you can't. So for example, with the pernicious anemia, we would need to have that injection or supplementation would need to be given to take that up. Generally, if we can get it from food, it's much better to do it that way. So if we're talking zinc, you know, we're thinking a lot of meats, so things like the lamb, the beef, beef liver, things like that are really going to help. Um, oysters, crab, peanuts, milk, cheese, those sorts of foods. So as you can see, a lot of uh, animal-based foods there as well for zinc. So again, vegetarians might struggle with this. And that's where the go plant-based nutrition plan is going to be really helpful for you. But if you are vegetarian, things like the beans and pulses are going to help you to get that zinc into the diet. So zinc, you know, zinc is definitely one that you really want to consider. Then we also need to consider biotin. And this is one that you've probably heard of if you've done it, you know, if you've Googled hair loss at all, biotin is probably one that's come up. This is a B vitamin. So it's important to remember that nutrient deficiencies can be a cause and this can be one of the issues. But if you are experiencing hair loss, it is important to look at whether whether there are any underlying conditions going on as well. And we're going to we're going to get to those in a moment. None of these nutrients are kind of a miracle cure for hair loss, stopping hair loss or promoting hair growth. Figuring out why the hair is falling out. And it may be that in some cases it is just a simple nutritional deficiency. But in other cases, there are other underlying root causes going on. So we're going to jump to some of those in a moment. So it is really important just to take that into consideration. But B vitamin, biotin, is it's one of those that we do look at for hair loss. And it's been shown in studies that it's helpful in helping to prevent hair loss. The studies haven't yet shown that it can promote hair growth. And it is often promoted as a hair growth supplement. But the studies have shown that in a condition called alopecia, which is an autoimmune condition, which causes hair loss, often a full head of hair loss, it can be beneficial for the inflammation that comes alongside of that. It's also beneficial for your skin and your nails. So it's going to be good for the scalp as well. So generally all around, it's got, you know, it's got a lot of benefits. It's not a miracle growth product that some people portray it as. It's not going to, you know, suddenly make your hair grow really, really long or anything like that. But there is enough research to, you know, to kind of state that biotin can help your hair grow back if you've had hair loss. So it can be beneficial where there's been hair loss. So biotin, again, might be one that you want to consider. Again, you can get this from food. So you don't need to take a supplement. You can get this from things like beef, liver, eggs, salmon, sweet potatoes, almonds, broccoli. So there's plenty of foods that you can eat to make sure that you really are keeping on top of your biotin and your other B vitamins as well. That's going to be really important. And not only is that going to help with your hair, but it's also going to really help with energy levels. So B vitamins um, are really important, especially the, you know, the B12 biotin that we're talking about here. They're really important for hair loss, but also really important for those energy levels too. So that's some of the nutrients that we would look at to start with if we were looking at root causes for hair loss. We also need to consider the sort of anti-nutrients. So exposure to environmental toxins and molds. Mold is becoming a huge underlying issue. We're seeing it in clinic all the time. In fact, we've, we've just done an episode actually on mold. So if you, if you jump back, you'll be able to find 
find that episode if you want to learn more about it. But we do see people with mold toxicity really struggling with hair shedding. And when we deal with the mold, the hair stops shedding and then it thickens up again. So what what has been lost can start to grow again. And we are exposed to environmental toxins every day. These are, you know, they're absorbed into our bodies. These toxins can impact our hormone levels in our bodies. They can deprive us of nutrients. They can lead to hair follicle damage. So lots of chemicals, and this includes lots of these household chemicals. So lots of household chemicals have things like benzene in them, formaldehyde in them, pesticides can also cause this hair loss. So lots of these toxicities can be an issue. So using natural products and then finding any heavy metal or mold toxicities is going to be really important here. And we can do heavy metal testing or mold toxicity testing. But that's another underlying cause when we're talking about nutrients. It's really important. We talk about those sort of anti-nutrients as well. Now, another area that's really important to consider if you are struggling with hair loss is actually your gut health. And people often miss this. They don't realize the connection between our gut and our hair. But there is actually, there's a complete axis between the gut and the skin. And we have to consider the health of our scalp if we're looking at hair loss. So we've talked about the the nutrient absorption, you know, the nutrient deficiencies. But sometimes this can also be because of a malabsorption. So if you're not absorbing these nutrients properly, you know, you're eating them in the diet, but you're not absorbing them properly. This is not just a nutrient deficiency in the sense that you are actually getting enough in the diet. This is actually a gut health problem. And it could be that actually you're not absorbing the vitamins and minerals and those amino acids in the gut because your gut health is impaired. So you're not able to absorb them from the foods appropriately. So looking at the gut microbiome is really important for this. You know, your gut has got this, this vast sort of community of microorganisms in it. So there, it's collectively known as the microbiome. And this is like all the bacteria in the gut and the health of this community in your gut really influences so many aspects of your well-being, including your hair. So imbalances in the microbiome can contribute to systemic issues that will manifest in hair, skin and nail related concerns. So it's really important to check that actually your microbiome is well balanced. There's no dysbiosis going on. And we can do this through comprehensive stool testing, which is really easy to do. It's just an at home test. But it can be really important to understand the profile of your microbiome when we're dealing with hair loss. Another one for the gut is to look at whether there is any intestinal permeability going on. So this is you might have you know you might have heard this talked about on social media as leaky gut. It's what we call intestinal permeability, and this is when there is when the intestinal barrier becomes compromised and it allows substances through into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. So we want your nutrients, you know, your vitamins, your minerals and those things to get through into the bloodstream. But there are other things that can get through into the bloodstream that we don't want there if you've got intestinal permeability going on. And what this does is triggers an inflammatory response that not only impacts your health. You know, we've talked about this before, but it can really it can really impact your health, but it can also really impact the health of your hair. So checking to see if you've got intestinal permeability is something else that's really important if you are experiencing hair loss. Also in the comprehensive stool testing, we can look at your immune response and your inflammatory markers. And if we've got this imbalance, any imbalance in the gut, it can lead to this systemic inflammation. It can trigger an immune response and inflammatory conditions, and they are known to negatively affect the hair follicles. And that can lead to shedding. So it can lead to this thinning of the hair. So addressing gut inflammation is going to be a really crucial in making sure that there isn't any systemic inflammation going on and making sure that there's no overactivity or underactivity of the immune system because we want your immune system to be balanced. So checking that immune response, checking the inflammation in the gut is also going to be really important if we're looking at hair loss. 
Okay, so we've looked at nutrient deficiencies. We've looked at those anti-nutrients. We've looked at gut health. The next thing we need to look at if we're considering hair loss, hair shedding is your hormones. And there's different sorts of hormones that we need to consider here. So most people go straight to the sex hormones and they are really important. We know that estrogen increases the amount of time that hair spends in the growing phase. So if your estrogen declines, then hair is going to lose that protective effect. So we know that certain phases in a woman's life cycle, we know that at particular phases, hair changes. So it changes through pregnancy, you know, it can get thicker through pregnancy and then you can actually lose your hair when you're postpartum and you can see a lot of that shedding. And that's down to those sex hormones. It also happens with menopause. So we know that as the estrogen decreases in menopause, your hair can thin. So we're quite used to this, this connection between hormones, women's life cycles, particularly women's life cycles, but hormones and hair loss. So your sex hormones definitely need to be checked. We want to make sure that they are balanced. We can do that through hormone testing. But it's also really important not to just rely on the sex hormones and think that it could just be to do with them. So there are other hormones that can be involved that can impact hair shedding. So we also need to consider the stress hormones. So cortisol. So not only does stress in itself cause an issue, it can cause hair loss in itself, just just having the stress. But the stress hormones actually also have an impact. So your hormones such as cortisol, for example, they can actually target and damage the hair follicle. So if you are living that sort of modern, that busy day life that most of us are living these days in some way or another, you could actually be producing too much cortisol and that could be damaging the hair follicle. And then we can see that sort of stress-induced, stress-related hair shedding. And this can happen at any age. So this isn't linked necessarily to your, your life cycle. This can happen to anyone at any age, but stress can be a real, a really important underlying root cause for hair loss. And, and this is still hormones. So this is still hormones. It's just a different hormone. So we're talking about the stress hormones, not the sex hormones. And this can really happen, like I said, anytime. And we often see other factors with this too. So we often see, you know, your energy will start to decrease. You may start to notice that you feel a bit more anxious. You may feel very stressed. You might lose motivation. So a lot of those kind of burnout symptoms that we can see as well as the hair shedding in people. And that's going to be down to levels of cortisol and getting an adrenal test done and checking your adrenal levels. That's going to be really important for looking at how your body is coping with stress and whether this could be an underlying cause for your hair loss. When we're talking hormones, we also need to talk about the thyroid. So the thyroid hormone we know regulates, it's pretty much involved in every process in the body. It's involved everywhere, which is why when I'm working with thyroid clients, we really need to take a whole body approach. When the thyroid system becomes underactive, so you've got hyperthyroidism, or if you've got Hashimoto's, for example, then our metabolism slows down and some of the lesser important bodily functions get less attention. And hair is included in that, as is skin. So if you are hyperthyroid, you might find that your hair can be a little bit dry. It might feel brittle. It might feel dull. It might not be as thick as it used to be. It might be thinning out. You might see a lot of shedding. But the thyroid can have a really important impact on your hair. And actually, the other thing that we actually get is that you can lose, you can sort of lose the last third of your eyebrow. And one of my, this actually happened with um, one of my clients recently, and we posted, uh, she she very kindly allowed me to post a picture up on our socials 
um, of her eyebrows before we started working together and her eyebrows as we came towards the end of working together. And actually she'd lost the last third of her eyebrow. And by the time we finished working together, because we'd balanced all those hormones out, balanced out her system, got to the root cause of what was going on, her eyebrows had actually grown back. And the same can be said for hair on your head. So the hair will thicken up coming through the scalp if you can get things balanced. So if you are noticing any of those symptoms, if you haven't had your thyroid levels checked, that is something else that you should consider getting done. And you should get a full thyroid panel done, which is certainly you need to be checking TSH, T3, T4. If you can get things like reverse T3 as well, um, getting a full thyroid panel is going to be really, really useful for that thyroid function. And you should also get your antibodies testing. So your, your TPO, your TG or your TRAB. And we've talked about this and we've done an episode on understanding your test results and which tests you should have done. So if you if thyroid is something that you are considering might be an issue for you, then jump back and have a look at that episode. So thyroid is going to be really important that we look at that as well. So there's lots there going on around hormones. We've got the sex hormones. We've got the stress hormones. We've got the thyroid hormones. Now, we've touched on the thyroid there and thyroid conditions such as Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. We do also need to consider autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses if you are struggling with hair loss. And this is because in these diseases, your immune system is malfunctioning. So as a result, your your healthy cells, tissues, organs, depending on which autoimmune disease you've got, and there's, there's more than 100 of them, so we can't go into each one individually, but if you've got autoimmune disease, it's really important to know that healthy cells, tissues, organs are being attacked. So they can then have damage. And depending on the autoimmune disease that you've got, that can impact hair loss. So there's one specific autoimmune disease that directly affects hair loss, and that is alopecia. So that is actually an autoimmune disorder that directly affects the hair follicle and causes this patchy hair loss or in its severe forms it can actually cause complete hair loss but there are other autoimmune diseases that can still cause hair loss in different ways it might be because of changes in the skin it might be because of nutritional deficiencies it causes it might be because of immune changes it causes it might be because it impacts hormones so it also things like um, treatments as well so a lot of medication you're on as well can be an impact um, for hair loss or it could just be the shock to the system the stress on the system so we talk a lot about the emotional stress, but we often forget about the physical stress. And having a chronic illness, having an autoimmune disease is a physical stress on the body. And there are lots of different ways that autoimmune diseases can impact your hair. So let's just take a few examples so that we can have a look at a couple of different ways that this can happen. So we've already said, we've already commented on alopecia, which is the one that directly affects your hair. So that's through the autoimmune disease, that's, that is directly impacting those hair follicles. But then there's other things as well. So some of those are, you know, we've got Hashimoto's, Graves, Celiac, Sjogren's, Lupus, Ankylizing Spondylitis, Crohn's, Addison's, Myasthenia Gravis, Fibromyalgia, Rheumatoid Arthritis, Multiple Sclerosis, Psoriasis, Pernicious Anemia, which we've already talked about. So lots of different conditions that don't directly affect the hair, but that we can see hair loss with. And this is in different ways. So we're going to take a couple of these and just have a look. So if we take Sjogren's, for example, Sjogren's can actually attack your hair follicles. So it can cause hair loss and it can also cause skin changes. So the skin changes in themselves can cause hair loss as well. Also, some of the medication that you take for Sjogren's can also cause hair loss, hair shedding. So that's an example of how something like Sjogren's might impact hair loss. Then we have something like celiac. So celiac 
is when your immune cells are targeting the small intestine and this disrupts how you're absorbing nutrients from your food. So commonly with this, you're going to get intestinal permeability and through those nutrients and that intestinal permeability and that damage to the gut, we can see hair loss with a condition like celiac. Then we might have something like Hashimoto's, which we've commented, just mentioned sort of before, and that's going to have that impact on hormone levels. So it's impacting the hormones because you've got the Hashimoto's and that can cause hair loss or hair shedding. So you can see these conditions can, apart from alopecia, which has that direct autoimmune impact on the hair follicles, all these other conditions can impact in different ways, but they can all result in hair loss or hair shedding. So if you're experiencing hair loss, you want to check for those simple nutrient deficiencies. You want to make sure that they're not an issue for you. You want to look at those anti-nutrients, make sure that you've got as clean living in terms of chemicals as you can. You want to make sure that you've looked at your gut health. You want to make sure that you've looked at stress and your adrenals. Check that you've balanced hormones. And we're not just talking those sex hormones. We're talking the sex hormones, the adrenal hormones, the thyroid hormones, And then you want to make sure that there are none of these chronic illnesses or autoimmune diseases going on. So these can all be root causes of hair loss. You also want to think, is it just hair loss or is there anything else going on? So keeping a symptom diary can be really helpful. Are you feeling more fatigued? Have you got any more brain fog than you used to have? You know, some of these conditions, if we take a pull together that full picture and take a full history, we can glean information from that that can guide us as to whether it might be toxicity, it might be hormones, it might be gut health, it might be an autoimmune condition. So if you can pull together as much of that information as possible, keep a symptom diary and really work on that, that's going to help if you want to work with a practitioner to try and get to the root causes. It's really important to assess your full health and get to the bottom of the root cause of why you're suffering with the the hair loss. That's key. That's how we get things to get your hair to sort of grow back and thicken up again. But I think the main message really is that there is no you know, there's no just sort of one condition and there isn't often just a simple fix of just take a, take a nutrient. And that will be the, you know, uh, the answer to all your sort of hair loss problems. And that's why a lot of the times some of these, um, some supplements that are promoted as hair growth supplements don't always necessarily work the best because it might not be that that's just not the root cause for you. That's not what's going on. So if this is something that you are struggling with, if it's something that you want to look at, I would definitely consider working with a practitioner make sure you're getting those testing done. And it's something that, you know, I work with a lot. I see a lot of patients that have hair loss, hair thinning for for many of these different reasons, but working within immune health, we see it all the time. If it is something that you want to consider, if it's something you want to look at, then you can join my group program. So you can join the Mitoimmune Way, or you can work with me one-to-one in clinic. We will drop the links to get all the information on that below. If it's something that that you want to consider, And also do feel free to reach out on DMs on Instagram. You can always drop me a message. If anything in this episode has brought up any questions for you, then just drop them over there and we can chat on Instagram. So that's it for today's episode. I'll be back next week with another guest episode for you. And I look forward to seeing you then. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it and help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. 
You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter, also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.